Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And And you're you're listening to Decom Mission. It feels like we, I mean, we haven't recorded in a while, but I know that now our episodes are releasing back on a schedule. But for us, it's been a while. Yeah. We recorded everything up to Tiger Cruise, which is releasing tomorrow, uh, really early because of how much we were traveling in January and we didn't want to have to deal with that. So there's some, like, really belated stuff, like, talking about, you know, the time we were taking off and all of that stuff. But, like, whatever. Whatever. We were both in Disney. Yay, it was so so fun. It was. I was there for my dad's Not together, which was not fun. No. It would have been... If we could have, like, joined our trip somehow, it would have been perfect. But with your dad's birthday and, like, yeah. my sister's spring break, it didn't work your out. Your sister's spring break? You mean your sister's winter break? Oh, winter break. Well, there's a preview as to where my brain is this week, guys. So <laughs> you're in for a treat today. Um, Yeah. So I went, yeah, I went to Disney two weeks ago. I was there the week of the 23rd. It was fun. It was definitely weird being there, having been to the California parks so often. Um, I still love Animal Kingdom and, and Epcot so, so much. They're still very important mm-hmm. to me. Stayed at a new resort. That was incredible. Uh, started a shout out to Port Orleans French Quarter. Uh, if you like, so cute. If you like live jazz and New Orleans nice. and a small resort, that's the resort for you, friends. And you also don't like a lot of screaming children because the Valley Resorts have a lot of screaming children. I can verify that. Although I feel like Pop wasn't as bad when we were there. I feel like the like the all star ones I feel like have more kids. Not that I've been there, but Pop hasn't been I as bad like since Earth of Animation opened. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they have that the one's sweets. That one's rough. That one's yeah, got a I lot do remember of we went there one kids. year and I was like, eh, children. That was everywhere. the bug chair. We stayed in the Lion King suites. Because it made a lot of sense for us because we you know, we had my adult parents. And then we had three of us little singlings, you know, mm-hmm. in our 20s. And we were like, okay, we'll just get the suite. It'll be fine. It's it's big enough. Whatever. The most uncomfortable beds yeah. and furniture. So, like, the, apparently the, the, like, actual, like, parents' bed, because they have, like, their, there's, like, a one. It's, like, one bedroom, and then there's a full-down table Murphy bed, and the couch pulls out. Pull-out couch, yeah. And my, my parents were fine, and they had their own bathroom. There were two bathrooms. That was nice. But... Yeah. Also, like, I know my I remember- my my family is weird for the fact that, like, I went to Disney with my parents. We got one room. Like, whatever. Yeah, I think that's totally fine. I mean, Disney's expensive. You don't need to buy two rooms. Although, I know when we were looking up, not for this trip, but when we had initially planned to go in 2020, we were looking at the suites and then... Um, comparing it to just what it would be like to have it's more two expensive rooms in the value ones, and the suite is more expensive. It's more expensive. Than just two rooms, yep. which makes no sense to me. But I guess if you want your kids in one room, then it would make sense. Yeah, it's it's for it's for families with like younger children, but like yeah, that's why we would always we we would always just do the two the two rooms at pop because it was it was less expensive by like a substantial amount. Like a, mm-hmm. a, a quote unquote value suite costs as much as like a moderate room. Yeah, uh, or like and I stayed at Pop this time, yeah. and I it was nice. I've I mean that's where I stayed with you guys every time that oh, I, I still would love go it, with yeah. you guys. I still love Pop, and now that they have the Skyliner, which <laughs> is really sad that it was closed. It was when down you were for there. renovations. <laughs> Apparently, it's but down for renovations it was, every year around that time. 
oh, well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. But it was really nice to be able to take that to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. No, it's definitely boosted that up a lot. Yeah, especially going to Epcot, and then we could just go right to the Ratatouille ride. It was great. True. And then we and then we broke down on the rat and had to come back later anyway. But the rat! It, the rat broke down as soon as we sat down in it. Oh, ripperoni. Yeah, so we stayed at French, French Quarter, and... We, we stayed there because, like, it just seemed like the right place to stay. We got a boat to downtown Disney. It was, like, a small resort. Has its own buses as opposed to Riverside, which has, like, multiple bus stops within the resort itself, which is truly awful, and I hate it. Um, and we didn't realize that they had live jazz five nights a week. We didn't know about That's the beignets. So cool. They have, like, a cafeteria so I could get my Mickey waffles and... Actually, I got dinner there one time. They had this, like, impossible jackfruit barbecue burger that was really, Ooh. really good. Yeah, that does sound good. I think you told me about that one. But the live the, oh, lives, yeah. the live music was, like, star of the show. It was the highlight of the trip. It was so <laughs> incredible. This So the band played um, a cover of Watermelon Sugar and, like, a, you know, like a jazzy, like, you know, uh kind of like um like cocktail style and it was so good and yeah. i don't even like that song i don't like harry styles but i was jamming out it was really exciting we went we went twice because i was like we have to do this I, i'm requiring myself to come back at least once like i need i need to make sure that i see them twice because we saw them on sunday night and then i was like okay we can come back on wednesday thursday or friday and we came back on friday because i was like i want to go again yeah required uh, I want to stay there next time. You sent me a, the little clip oh, so of good. watermelon sugar, and it was so good. Like I want to listen to the whole thing. It it is so good. Ugh, ugh. Anyway, <laughs> today we're talking about something not so good. Today we're talking about 2006's "Read It and Weep," starring mm-hmm. the Pennebaker sisters. I thought it was going to be good. I thought it was too. I had high hopes. Because I had, I so I've seen like clips of this on TV. I don't think that I ever saw it all the way through. But I definitely thought it had a different story than it did. So the story is about this girl who accidentally turns in her journal for a homework assignment and it blows up into this big thing and she becomes this like famous author. And she starts to be able to see her main character in real life. And I thought it was that her main character came to life off the page. And that was exciting. I was like, cool, that'll be really fun to see. Yeah. Nope. It'll be like life-size where this or pixel perfect idea or object turns into life. That would be so cool. Yeah, but nope. It was just this girl having schizophrenia and us having to be like, is she okay the whole time? Yeah. So, okay, I'll just read the blurb. So it's read and weep. It's TVG, 2006, an hour 25. Oh, it felt like longer. Drama, coming of age, and comedy. What part of this is a drama? Um, the drama with her classmates. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I forgot about a lot of this movie already. Oh, so have I. Kira and I both had chaotic weeks, so <laughs> it's going to be a struggle to remember some stuff from this one. Yeah. All right, so the blurb, the big blurb for this is not long. It's Jamie goes from regular girl to media darling after her journal is accidentally turned in for a writing contest and becomes a best-selling book. That's it. That's it. Oh, I mean okay. that's what it is. Like, it, it just doesn't mention is. is at all. Yeah. Uh, the small blurb is Jamie's journal accidentally becomes a best-selling book. That's also. What it is. Yeah, I remember, I remember seeing that on TV. <sighs> okay, so... 
The story of this movie is about Jamie, who's played by Kay Pennebaker, who is the younger sister to Danielle Pennebaker. Kay Pennebaker was in Life is Rough, and Danielle Pennebaker was in Sky High. She was also in The Flash and, like, a bunch of stuff. Um, This movie also stars uh, Jason Dolly in, I think, the first of his four DCOMs. Yes, and we love him. Because this was, yeah, because he was in this, and then he was in Miniman in 2008. I think Hatching, oh, Hatching Pete was in 2007, I think. And then uh, Good Luck Charlie was in, like, 2010. Yeah. Um, We love Jason Dolly. Anyway. Did we figure out he's in the most DCOMs? Him. Or is he tied for? I'm pretty sure it's him. Well deserved. Uh, I'm pretty sure four is the is the the winning number. Um, so it's so Jamie is this typical high school girl, and she has these two friends, one of whom is like an activist, and the other one is an artist. And it's the, neither none of them are likable. The three of them, they're just all annoying. Um, and we learn that Jamie, uh, writes in her journal these stories about the kids that she goes to high school with. So there's uh, this hot guy whose name is Marco Vincent in her story, but his real name is Marco Vega. And then there's uh, a bully whose name... What is her name in the movie? Her name in the story uh, is Mirna. Sawyer? Sawyer. Yeah, so in the her story, her name is Mirna, but in, in the real life, her name is Sawyer. And she's played by Mindy from Drake and Josh. Um... <laughs> And then, I think it's so funny that she didn't change Marco's name, like first at name. All. Yeah. <laughs> and Marco's so stupid that he was just like, oh, yuck. Marco's such a common name. It can't be about me. I also, so there's an annoying thing that happened with Marco. So, spoiler, I guess, but Marco ends up dumping Sawyer and asking Jamie to prom or whatever. Um, so, Marco keeps calling Jamie Is, and Is is the name of her self-insert character who's way cooler than her in her journal and the book is called like is saves the world or something and that's never actually like culminated in anything it's never like you only like me because of is or you see me as is like it's never like taken far enough for me yeah she just says a couple times like stop calling me that yeah that's that's all that happens um and then there's jason dolly who plays brandon what is his name Oh, gosh. Um... Connor? Connor. (laughs) Does that sound right? Connor. Yeah, Connor. Okay, good. I think it's Brandon. Um, And Connor is very much... He very much has a big crush on Jamie. For what reason? I don't know. No. She is so wholly unlikable as a character. She's selfish. She's immature. She has no redeeming qualities. She's awful. Maybe she was better in the timeline before this movie takes place. Maybe. And he just couldn't get over the idea of what she was. That's what I'll tell myself. Anyway. So, like I said, Jamie accidentally turns in her journal uh, for a school project. And I think the, like, winning essay or whatever gets to be published uh, in the newspaper. And then after it's published in the newspaper, her story gets so big that it's, like, published by a book company and she gets a manager and she has to go on all these like talk shows and she gets really famous and in the midst of all of this her main character is who's played by her real life sister danielle pennebaker 
appears and she starts seeing her in the real world, but only she can see her. And there's this weird scene at one point where you like see Jamie like walking around her bedroom and you see her like talking to herself, but when it's like through the window. But then when you like the camera's inside the window, you can see is and it's really weird and it was really uncomfortable. I'm like, this seems like we're watching someone have a mental breakdown. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Susie Q, which I don't think you ever watched that one. But that's like the spirit of someone is like stuck in like the modern timeline to f- accomplish a task. Like that's it just fun, made more though. sense. That reminds yeah. me of, that's like Heart and Souls. It's an old Robert Downey Jr. movie from like 1994, which is incredible. Highly recommend. No one's seen it. It's very good. Anyway. Um, yeah. But this one, they could have done was something different. Weird. Yeah. It didn't add anything to the story at all and like the rest of the story is basically just jamie figuring out her newfound popularity there's the conflict between her and her friends that are that's like you know she started dropping them because of the popular people even though sawyer is a jerk and then it all culminates in the prom where she's like i'm sorry that i wrote the book about you oh they also they also all for the beginning of the of this whole thing don't realize that the book is about them like, they're so mm. stupid. And then it, she accidentally, like, blurts it out in one of these TV interviews that, of course, the story is based on people in real life. She actually call, accidentally calls Mirna Sawyer and, like, all of this stuff. Um, and then the problem, she's like, I'm sorry, the story is about you. Like, blah, 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 blah. And she, like, tells her friends not to dump seaweed all over everyone. And then she's like, Connor, I do like you. Because she realizes that Connor was basically Cyrano-ing for uh, Marco um, which, if people don't remember what Cyrano is, go listen to our Let It Shine episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Mar- she really she she thinks that Connor or that Marco had written something in the newspaper because it sounded like something he'd written before. But it turns out that Connor had written all of his homework for forever, which is totally a weird thing for Connor to have done anyway. And she's like, Connor, I really like you for some reason. And then they kissed, and it was really uncomfortable, and it made me sad because Connor deserves better. Justice for Connor. Yes, Hashtag. he does. Um, also- like, you only like him once you, like, realize that he's writing this stuff, and that's what it took for you to like him. All this other cute stuff he was doing the whole rest of the time. Also, her parents own this pizza shop, and it's, like, a weird part of the story. Oh, she also has a brother that she tells to quit music, even though he loves music. And then music, he breaks his guitar and, he destroys and throws it his in the guitar. garbage. So sad. Truly devastating. Poor Jamie Lenny. is a terrible person. Yeah. Which thankfully Lenny goes back and plays with band at the end. He doesn't completely give up music, so that's good. That so weird. But I felt bad for Lenny. Yeah, justice for Lenny. <laughs> justice for Connor. Justice and Connor. For, <laughs> justice for all the men in this movie. Justice, justice for, for the boys. Please. <laughs> um I'll, yeah. And there's two other things I want to talk about that are just kind of weird to me. One the woman who played her mom was a perfectly fine actress. It's nothing against her. She looked like she was 25, 26. Yeah. Like, like, not much older than Danielle and Kay. No, she looked really young. Like, she looked like she would have had to be very, very young to have had yeah. a 17-year-old son. And then their dad looked like average dad age, yeah, I guess, a for weird, a it was, a, And they had no chemistry. It was a really, really... It was the dad from Even Stevens. So it was a really yeah. weird casting. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is her tablet. So... What is this tablet? She had a writing tablet. Keep in mind, this is 2006. 
she had this computer tablet thing that had like a fold down screen, but also you could like, it's like those new like Lenovo like folding computers Mm -hmm. that you can just draw straight on. In 2006, never seen anything like this. And also her parents are supposed to be struggling to pay their rent on their apartment. Where does she get this tablet? She gets this tablet. Lenny just breaks his thousands of dollar guitar, probably. Very expensive. Such irresponsible Which maybe he bought it on his own. I don't care. He can do with it as he wants, but still, like, it's expensive. Anyway, that's my... That's my two things that I needed to talk about. Specifically, I needed to talk about that tablet. Because if I had a chance to have that tablet in 2006, I would have jumped through every single hoop I could have to have that tablet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every single hoop. Aren't you going to talk about air quotes, lady? This was your favorite part of the movie. Oh, shoot. I forgot. (laughs) Okay. 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 I forgot to go back and watch it, so I'll do that after we're done. Um, okay. Okay, 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 okay. So everyone knows it, and not everyone knows, but there's a very pretty famous Vine or TikTok or something that's all about how at Radio Rebel, there's this very uh, obvious extra who, like, reacts very delayed to, like, whenever she goes like i'm rainy on rimmel and then there's like a pause and then the extra goes like <gasps> and there's like it's very funny <laughs> yeah. i found the best extra in any decom when when jamie is apologizing at prom she goes i'm sorry and then it pans to the dance floor and in the bottom left corner of the screen is an extra who puts her fingers in air quotes and you can see her mouthing she's sorry and it was in like (laughs) putting air quotes on sorry and i had to rewind it and show ethan because i was like this is the best thing she has to make that into a tiktok so the world can know oscar for now the best decom extra (laughs) give them an emmy they deserve it. Golden Globe. 14 years later, Golden still deserves an Emmy. 14 years? Sarah, this is from 17 years ago. Oh, whatever. Math is hard, okay? <laughs> I keep forgetting it's 2023. <laughs> I know, 2020 has lasted for three years, but like... um, But yeah, that's the gist of Reading and Weep. I guess we should start with the moral, probably. Mostly because I know that I, I pointed to you and I was like, write that down! <laughs> yep, I did write it down. I wrote down, I'd rather have friends than fans any day. And that's friends what it is. Over fans. It was all about, like, it was all like the Cheetah Girls, like, friends are better than fame, whatever. And it's just like, yep. So why did we need her to have this imaginary is? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Just to have the sisters in the same movie? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's genuinely all it was, was that they cast Kay and they were like, ooh, we have the other one too. Yeah. And it was like, I... Do you think they made this movie for the sisters? Or well, for, so it's like, based Kay on a then... book. It's based on a book. Oh, okay. And I think that right. in regards to the the book, it probably made sense for her to be like imagining is in her head and like talking to is in her head. You can't really do that in a movie. It's yeah. weird. But there are ways to have done it where it didn't feel like she was losing her mind. Because mm-hmm. that like, that shot from the window really did tr- seem like it was trying to paint her as like, this girl's crazy! And it's mm-hmm, like, ew, mm-hmm. mental illness is I don't not like a joke. Um, yeah, there's also probably other morals like 
don't change yourself for popularity. Um, sometimes what you want has been right in front of you the whole time. Don't judge a book by its cover. Like, all sorts of nonsense. Yeah. There's probably something I could probably do with, like, the pizza, too. It's like, sometimes the best topping isn't what you expect. <laughs> sometimes it's seaweed. That's not a surprising pizza topping, though. It's mm-hmm. salty. Anchovies go well on pizza. Sense than other toppings. <sighs> so weird. But I... It's not the worst. Like, it's not like it did the worst. It didn't do well. No. I want to know what we gave... Um, Cheetah Girls... Now that I'm thinking about it. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. The Cheetah Girls. Yeah, friendship is more important than fame and fortune. And that was at 475. And I kind of just want to give this the same. Because I remember thinking the Cheetah Girls didn't do terribly well either. Actually, yeah. no, this did worse than the Cheetah Girls because they barely felt like friends to begin with. That's true. But also, the Cheetah Girls, like, I know that it's hard to consider, like, future movies, but I feel like they had the same issues as in their friendship, like, every time, and that was also very frustrating. Yeah. I'm still going to give this a quarter point lower at a 4.5. So, How to Build a Better Boy also has a similar moral of no boy is better than friendship, but it's not fame, obviously. It's boy that one is a 3.75 for me and a 3.5 for you yeah um I think I'm just gonna stick with the same as Cheetah Girls for now and then we'll see when we put them like right next to each other I'll let it sit for a while cause we we've got a few episodes and then I'll decide how I'm feeling about the two of them next to each other. Getting down there. Yeah. I don't think having a good moral or a well-executed moral would have saved this movie in any way. No. There's too much other stuff wrong with it. Yeah. Speaking of not saving this movie, Test of Time. Uh, This movie is very, very, very 2006. Sure is. Boy, oh boy, what the popular girls were wearing, the jean skirts, the layers, the stuff that Iz looked when she was like, when like it was the stories and it was trying to show how cool Iz was. It was like, ooh. Yeah, the getting ready for prom where they would just zoom in on like every little piece of 2006 fashion. <laughs> it's just like, oh, 2006, oh, 2006. Ooh. Yeah, and like you can see in the, in like the thumbnail what she's wearing she's wearing like a fake fur shrug and like a big sequin mm. dress and her hair is up in those like very 2006 curls with like the pink like curls not brushed out face. curls yeah, yeah i love the fact that you can see jason dolly in the back of that shot just kind of going mm, it's very funny Ooh. <laughs> i also like that the uh logo for read it and weep looks like it's pixelated slightly which i think is very yeah. funny um like at the edges the pixel of like imperfect yeah uh, God, uh, but if you look at like the the swipe that goes under weep, it's just because it's not it's not a fully it's not a it's like a, supposed to be like a chalk line or like a pencil line. It's got like gaps in it, and it just doesn't look good. Oh yeah, oof. 
there's also just like songs that played and like her tablet thing was weird and like it wasn't the most egregious but also there was like the drawings and the way they would like show the the journals like the way that the that is saves the world was printed it was like oh my god yeah very mid 2000s very very 2006 what else what other movies were in 2006 I don't think you're ready for why is this playing in my brain Disney channel original films I don't know why it bothers me that that this Wikipedia page is called Disney Channel Original Films. <gasps> There's a new movie come out and coming out on March oh 30th. It's called gosh, oh my gosh, Compact. a new one. We've been waiting for the moment. March 30th. We're extending by a week, guys. There's Well, this says this just that just took me to the link for Disney Plus original films, but it's on the Wikipedia page. So, whatever. I don't know Wait, what it's about. Wait, nothing's showing up on my Wikipedia page. You have to go to oh, upcoming Disney channel original. Oh, I, just, I see what you're talking yeah, about. Upcoming. Now. There's a whole drop down for upcoming. Okay. Uh, 2006. High School Musical, Cowbells, Wendy Wu, Read It and Weep, The Cheetah Girls 2, and Return to Halloween Town. This felt stylistically very similar to both Cowbells and High School Musical. In regards, by stylistically, I mean yeah. like clothing stylistically. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Cowbells was our first season, so it's very high up. We gave that test of time a six, which is shocking. And then High School Musical. We gave a six, seven, five. Yeah. I remember we gave that one a little bit higher. Just out of curiosity, I want to see what I gave Cheetah Girls to. Yeah. A five seven five. So I'm honestly fine giving this the same across the board as the Cheetah Girls because I do no cowbells looked really bad. I'm gonna give it the same as cowbells because part of the the Cheetah Girls issue was like the music and some of the like line choices, and I feel like visually with some of the choices they made into what people were wearing, it looks a little bit more like cowbells to me. So it's just a point two five difference. I'll give it the six. Oh, man. Okay, so I need to compare. Cowbells, six and a half. High School Musical. I'm not even going to compare it to High School Musical. Cheetah Girls 2, I had at, what, 575? Um, hmm. I think, I think I want to put this just under Cowbells. And I can't even remember why, because it's been so long, but I'm like, I feel like it held up just, like, a smidge better. Cowboys but maybe I'd have to rewatch yeah. it. I mean, yeah. it did and it didn't, because there's also, remember, yeah. they wore those, like, chopsticks in their hair. and Oh, shoot, I forgot about that. Uh... But having it be higher than, that's still, because you had Cheetah Girls 2 at... A five seven five. Five seven five. And you had yeah. cowbells at a six five. So if you put it at like a six or a six two five, that's still Yeah. I'll stay with a six two five. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Oh gosh. Overall ranking. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, to be perfectly honest. I have no idea. 
just going to compare. Compare to what? <laughs> what do I feel similar to? I know, that's... What's weird is that I have Geek Charming at a D plus. And I feel like this movie is worse than Geek Charming, but I yeah, don't feel this movie is a D plus. No. I well, I don't know. I could I could actually see this one at a D plus. <laughs> Why do I have that one at? I've Jet Jackson at a C minus. And this is hard to compare to Jet Jackson, but is probably worse than a Jet Jackson at a C minus. It's better than Cheetah Girls One World, which is truly terrible. Why do I have Rip Girls at a C? Why do I have Rip Girls at a C? I would watch Rip Girls before I watch this, but why do I have Rip Girls at a C? What do I have that one at? A C as well? Oh. So bad. Ugh, this is better than How to Build a Better Boy, which I have at a D+. But marginally, very marginally. I'm waffling. I'm like, I'm feeling a C minus for this movie. I'm still feeling the D plus. I have Geek Charming at the highest D plus. Yeah, so I that's put the this thing one that's too far below that. That's what's holding me back. Oh, I'm going what the else do I have at a D plus, but that's different. Also, you know what this movie did? They called Jason Dolly. A frog. They said the princess kissed her frog. Jason Dolly oh. was never the frog in this situation. Justice for Jason Dolly. He deserves better. Oh, gosh. I have the Kim Possible movie at a D plus. Why do I keep looking at that? It's so bad. I would watch <laughs> Adventures in Babysitting before I watch this, though. And I have that at a 30 at a D plus. So I think this has to be in the D plus. What did I have? I feel like, did I give that one higher? I did. I gave it a C minus. Geek Charming, I have it a 34. How to Build a Better Boy, I have it a 32. I'm putting this movie at a D plus 33. Just under Geek Charming. What do I have? Kim Possible at a 27. Okay, good. I'm pretty sure that's the lowest D plus. The investors are babysitting at a 30, which I think I have to move it up. I think I have to move it up. Moving on up. Because, or I guess I could just give this a 29. Because I have Kim Possible at a 27. Going to the Mad at a 27. Twas the Night at a 28, which Twas the Night is awful. And Going to the Mad has its own problems. And then Geek Charming at a 34. Oh, I have Underwraps 2 at a 31, which is honestly, I don't, I don't, they're both bad. And then Genius, I have a 33. Why I have that at a 33, I don't know. But I'm going to give this a 29. That a D plus. What did you give it? 33. Oh, so generous. I I thought I was going to be the... I guess you... I thought I was going to be the least generous. Because I thought you were going to do a C minus. I thought I was... I'm like, wow, for once I'm going to be the, the less generous one. I thought I was too. But... Once I saw a couple of my D pluses, I was like, no, this deserves to be in D plus land. It's possible that once we do the full series wrap that I'm going to see some disparities, some disparities in just uh, my D pluses and my C minuses overall. And yes, I haven't watched a bunch of these movies in two or three years. 
but still, but still, but still, I trust my past self only so much. Yeah. Well, now we have to figure out where we're going to put this new movie. Are we going to make that our new last Absolutely episode? Absolutely not. Okay. I'm like, I don't think we I should. Don't <laughs> it comes at what, end of March? Yeah. So, okay. So let me look at the, the timeline that I have made. Next week, next week is our Rad Dad or Bad Dad. Because I wanted to do it that way because this was our latest, like our, our closest to now movie because it's from 2006, which is sad. Currently, yeah. um, we can put it, like, we're not, we're going to be, like, done posting in, like, the end of April uh, oh, for the so new episodes. Weird. So we can put this after Ring of In This Light or, like, Quince. So we've got options. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so next week is Rad Dad or Bad Dad. And the ones that we don't put in Rad Dad or Bad Dad now... So, like, the last, like, five or six movies or whatever, we'll just roll those into the um, season wrap. Mm. Because I don't want to put... good playing. Well, I don't want to put three episodes that are not movie episodes back to back. Because we'll be doing Rad or Bad Dad, uh, season wrap, wrap and then series wrap. So, it's like... Yeah. I just don't like that. I don't like that either. We got to mix it up. Yeah. Um... My, my decommission. I don't know. Is to watch Heart and Souls because I honestly that's my go-to. I know that like my one of my last ones was watching Chicken Run, which okay, I'm mad because they're doing a Chicken Run sequel for Netflix, and initially I was like, oh, Zachary Levi is going to be taking over for for uh, Mel Gibson as the rooster. Now I hate that because Zachary Levi has turned out to be a piece of crap apparently. So that's fun, and I don't like yeah. learning that people are toxic. Anyway, <sighs> so watch Chicken Run. Um, pretend it's not Mel Gibson, and then don't watch the sequel. <laughs> whenever that comes out, sometime this good year. Good plan. Good plan. Um, but do I do? I do not have a serious moral for this week. <laughs> I was just gonna say, make a pizza and put something unexpected on top that's more unexpected than seaweed and. See if you can find some cool combo and let us know what it is. Whatever. Serious, have a pizza. Or just have, have a pizza. pizza while you watch Heart and Souls from 1994 or whatever. Oh my gosh, perfect. Yeah, it's incredible. Is it streaming anywhere? Probably not. But it's it's Robert Downey Jr. I hope so, because now I want to <laughs> do that this week now. I hope it's streaming. So it's Robert Downey Jr., um, Kira Sedgwick, uh, Alfred Woodard, uh, Tom Sizemore, and uh, Charles Grodin. And it, they, the Robert Downey Jr. is being born as these four people die on a, in a bus crash, and their souls get attached to him, and they follow him as kind of like ghosts. But they think he can see them when he's a kid, and then it he like closes them out, and then they learn that they only have some. They've actually been attached to his soul so that they can like f- solve their final problems in life, but they haven't known mm. that for like thirty years. Um, it's, it's, it's very, very good. Okay. Heart. Try to check it out. It's on stars. Oh, that sucks. You can also rent it. I have a coworker who gave me her stars info. I just haven't logged in. So maybe this will be the the movie that logs me into it. You can also check your local library. Oh, I will. I'm there like every week. So (laughs) 
They might have it. <laughs> More than that now, in the winter, I just go sit in front of the fire and read and it's glorious. And then I have residents who get stuff from the library. So I'm also there for that. So I'm at, a, I'm at my library a lot. I love, I love it. I went to the library yesterday because I had some books to return. And then I got more books. Whoops. I have nice. so many books. Um, any good uh, good reads? I don't like good reads. Any, like any good I reads don't like <laughs> that good you reads. read? I only like books. Uh, no, okay. Uh, I, I was leaning into that joke, but uh, I don't like good reads because it's run by Amazon and it's just a really toxic social media site. Um, if you want to log your books without any and like see ra- ratings and stuff and you don't want the toxicity of Goodreads, use Storygraph. It's black woman owned. It's great. Um, I read The Daughter of the Moon Goddess, which I really liked. And I haven't read the sequel yet, but I did get it. I got it from Barnes & Noble because Barnes & Noble is doing this really smart sales tactic where <laughs> they get exclusive content like short stories and stuff and they put them in their books and only their books and i'm like oh that's so smart from a business standpoint Barnes and noble you're keeping it fresh i hate you i i have heard some small like indie bookshops saying that they do well not like fully support like going there instead but they like people buying from Barnes and noble at least over amazon because if Barnes and noble goes out of business like all the books are going to be kept pretty much on amazon besides i mean indie bookstores only have so much room Barnes and noble is doing well Barnes & Noble is yeah. actually doing, like, really, really well. Um, and I agree. And I've heard people say that as well. Um, I just, I like to support indie bookstores as much as I can. This yes. is the only time I've ever, I've shopped at Barnes & Noble in years. Yeah. The only time I did recently was when they did their half-off hardcovers. Oh, no, I did that, too. After Christmas. Well, that, this was a part of that, because I did the half-off hardcovers where I just got a bunch of sequels for books that I had already gotten off of Book Outlet. I'm surprised I'm surprised you bought hardcovers to be honest. <laughs> there are some books that I want in hardcover. Um or it was just some books that I already had in hardcover. For certain you have to get the rest in hardcover, yes. There are certain printings of paperback that are not printed well. For example, um I think it's been The Dawn by Elizabeth Lim is the paperback is terrible. And so I actually I have the paperback and I actually want to get the hardcovers because the the paperback's so bad. Because um, yeah. it's like the cover doesn't actually cover all of the pages. It's really weird. Um, there's also just like the Daughter of the Moon Goddess is such a beautiful cover that having it in car- hardcover is like a piece of art. Yeah. I've seen that one and I've been tempted to pick it up, but I have lots of books I got to read first. Yeah. So. It's very, very good. You can read it while you're here. Oh my gosh. Except I am not a fast reader like that, so I wouldn't be able to. Um. I'm rereading the Percy Jackson series, and then I'm going to be reading Lost Hero, and then I'm going to be reading Trials of Apollo, which I'm doing is like a buddy read with my sister just for fun, um, because I've been wanting to reread those for a long time, and it's it's truly my first fandom. I read those books, and I'm just, I just love them. I just, I love them so much, and especially, I liked the Percy Jackson series. Um, I love the Lost Hero series. I love it. Yeah. It's just... I love I love the characters in it. You get more Nico. I love Hazel. I love Frank. I love Leo, which I know is really weird now that I have a nephew named Leo, but he is one of my favorite characters in any book. Anyway, and then I read... I gotta add that to my list, too, I guess. <laughs> I've read a couple of romance books. I, I read a sequel to a series that I already really like, um, which was fine, and there's a third book and a fourth book that I have to read. Um, I started a bunch of books because I was trying to read, like, there was a story graph challenge that was, like, read every day in January and log it. And I was like, okay. 
and I started a few books, and there's a few books that I'm, like, halfway through, and I'm like, ugh, slog. If you're not feeling it at halfway, I feel it. I have trouble not finishing books, but I'm trying to be better. I know. I'm probably going to call, I'm I'm probably going to call one of them, which is a bummer because I really like the, um... I really liked the author's first book, but this one's just, it, it's, I'm, I'm probably more like 30 to 40, I'm more like 40% of the way in, but the plot has barely kicked off. And I'm like, oh my God, that drove me crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's frustrating. And then the other one just is too long and barely has any substance. It's just a lot of, of fluff. And I'm like, okay, mm, this is probably really nice for people, but also like, I'm getting bored, but that one yeah. I'll probably finish because I just need to get through it. But, yeah, I'm trying to read more fantasy because I missed it, and I'm trying to teach myself how to read fantasy without getting completely engulfed in it, which I did as a kid. It's hard. But I'm also... I I finished the Throne of Glass series, and I'm still, like, it's hard for me to get into... I'm reading Crier's War right now, so I'm, like, finally getting back into fantasy, but for a while I'm like, I can't read anything else. Like, nothing's driving my interest in... But yeah, no, Gina it's finally gave me her books, so I'm reading Criers War and Ironheart. So those are my current books. Those are on my list. I, I'm i also someone, I've, I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but I get really overwhelmed by things that are super hyped. So I don't want to read any of the Sarah J. Moss stuff until like it calms down at least a little bit because it's yeah. just... It's a it's, big fandom. It's huge it's a lot. and <laughs> overwhelming and I just... I just can't and it's fun mm-hmm. once you've read them all and you like know what's going on but like even going on TikTok I would get so many no, things that were can't. spoilers I'm like I need to read the books first I cannot yeah. be seeing this stuff yeah I also <sighs> I mentioned this in a previous episode because I remember calling my mom out about it but like I saw something on on TikTok about the concept of YA fantasy and I mentioned that my mom told me to stop reading YA because she thought that it was beneath me when I was a child, which is just, just ridiculous. But yeah, a lot of the I reason... so much YA fantasy. <laughs> well, a lot of the reason that there's so much YA fantasy, you'll notice, most of it is written by women. Mm-hmm. It's very, mm-hmm. very hard for women to have published adult fantasy. Yay! I guess I never, yeah, I never put that together, but yeah. Yeah, and so there's a bunch of TikToks that are like... um they're like oh is it a fantasy written by a woman oh put it in ya obviously and it's just like oh do you wonder why that is in ya it's because it's written by a woman thank you publishing industry and it's garbage because a lot of these a lot of these fantasy books really really touch on you know adult subjects and i don't mean like you know sex or anything but like they just talk about like a lot of like heavy topics and like you know war and stuff and it's just like these do not need to be in quote-unquote YA. I also think that YA needs to just be overhauled in general because it's such a huge span. For example, so the Lost Hero series of... So there's Percy Jackson, Lost Heroes, and Trials of, of, of Apollo. I actually haven't read Trials mm-hmm. of Apollo yet, and I'm excited to read it. The Percy Jackson original five books are very much like children's literature, like younger YA. So they're for like... They're like middle school readers, basically. Yeah. Not 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 like middle school readers, middle readers, because those are like really, really ridiculously young. And then the Lost Hero book is very much more of, like, YA books. However, at my library, Lost Hero was in the children's section. And I was like, neat. Cool. Neat. You get to go to the children's section. For something that is... That's the other thing I don't like. It's like, 
if I'm looking for a fantasy series or book, sometimes I don't know if it's YA or if it's an adult book. And sometimes book, it's so... in different spots. Yeah, and then you have to go to both sections, which I probably would anyway. But it's like, I would like to well, look for everything in one section. In my <laughs> library, the fantasy is just mixed in with everything else. Yeah. Which is I think, infuriating. I think my library does that, too, besides, it. like, very small children, but, like, half-priced books. It's, like, the whole YA section and then the adult fantasy section. There's no adult fantasy in my library at all. It's just the it's just fiction. That's... It's oh, awful. Oh, I don't like that. It's nope. awful. All the fantasy, all the mystery, all the romance, all, all the sci-fi, it's oh, all just mixed into fiction. Gosh. It's truly one I of the most curating things. I hate it. And a lot of the stuff isn't even marked correctly. Like, there's a lot of romance that I'm like, if someone picked this off just thought, thinking it was fiction, they're going to be very disappointed. Yeah. Or there's also I think, things that are I fantasy think... that aren't listed as fantasy. Yeah. I think a lot of the romance and rom-coms at my library are mixed into general fiction, is which is annoying. Stupid. But at, at least like thrillers and fantasies are separate, but romance <laughs> deserve their own too. Well, the Dane County library system is also incredible. It's one of the best library system, like state yeah. library systems around. Have you been to my library? I feel like I got to take you there next time you're here. No, but you've mentioned it. You did take yeah. me to your bookstore. I do like the bookstore. Yeah. I want to go back. When I Such go back a cute bookstore. Um, come back. Come back. When are you coming back? <laughs> uh, March. I say as I'm about to come so... see you next week. Tickets are so expensive. I think it's because it's like spring break time. But we, um, we do. Woohoo! Um. Anyway, go to your library, eat a pizza, watch Heart and Souls. Uh, we'll see you next week for Rad Dad or Bad Dad. Woohoo! We. <laughs>